1: Hello, welcome to The Blank Podcast, the podcast where we talk to well-known people about their lives, careers and those difficult moments along the way. I'm Giles Phillips, and with me is Jim Daly.
2: Hello to you. How are you doing? I'm all right, man. How are you? I'm not too bad at all, thank you. Yes, I'm back in the shed, uh, which is mm. slowly sort of gathering bits and bobs on the wall. I brought my piano in. Um, I was going to say,
1: what's that thing under the... Uh, it looked like... I thought it might have been a... a a dead body because it's sort of wrapped <laughs> in cellophane.
2: Um, a dead body would make better noises than me playing. <laughs> um, it's no, it's my it's my uh, keyboard, my electric keyboard, which I've had for about eight or nine years now. V- very good investment. Is it turned on? No, it's not. Unfortunately, uh, uh, but I, I, think I they keep, keep it a bit covered of, uh, in. Wow, that's that would only be green for pa- sleeves for, that us be for or, our uh, patron listeners. Chopsticks. <laughs> chopsticks. I can't play <laughs> either <of> those <laughs> I can't play <laughs> um, No but I cover it in this thing to stop it getting dusty um, Do you play it then? Can you play? Oh, so I can play chords and stuff like I can't I couldn't play anything like, Do you use it to write music with though? Yeah so I've used it yeah I've written written songs and stuff for various shows and stuff off the back of it on uh, my YouTube channel and stuff like that so yeah it's uh, What's your biggest hit? Or, of, on the piano or in general? Well both let's go with piano first uh, i've done i've used i've used it for a couple of uh youtube videos that have got a couple hundred thousand views uh nice but my biggest hit on youtube is i do a cover of um i've become known in the in the youtube community uh for doing a cover <laughs> of it's this genuinely true genuinely a thing hello to anyone that's that is a youtube person um i each sub each summer i do a cover of billy joel we didn't start the fire which is the most parodyable song of all time let's be honest yeah it's um, a great it's a great one because it crams in so many lyrics, um, but I do one where I mention all ninety-two English and Welsh uh, league football league clubs. Ah, yeah. Well, it's a good one to do because it's sort of a list song. Isn't it's it? a li- exactly so you can a you bit just go like
1: through them. That Bob Dylan song as well.
2: Yes, with the cards turning the cards. Yeah, over. Um, which actually it could would make a better video. Actually, you could do that, and yeah, you could have like a picture of each badge, yeah. couldn't you? Well, I've sort of I've been doing this Billy Joel one Price now for itself. about six years, so it's it's become. But they get. It, they well, they get to throw in a different one now again well maybe it? yeah maybe, maybe maybe i mean it's a
1: risk i get you've got a formula
2: and it works got a formula and it sort of works yeah but, yeah. but i've become so, known for it people expect it each year and if i don't release it they get disappointed and so which, i guess uh, you do all 92 clubs
1: yeah uh, but how how many are new each year because obviously there's only the ones that get promoted <laughs> To <laughs> so you have new to do the whole year. thing for two new two new clubs i d-
2: i change it each year depending on what that club's done any sort of funny right. quirky thing New manager new players or that I don't do it exactly the same because I f- that no. feels like cheating although there's there's not enough space <laughs> to mention each club and a little bit of information so some clubs just get their badge or their you know their yeah. name other clubs get a little bit of piss taken yeah so
1: and you yeah and you obviously adjust those to if they've had some interesting things yeah about. exactly so yeah yeah, can you let us in on any like that you might put in for this next I have season? Not thought about it at all. This uh, year okay. has
2: rattled towards me so quickly. I'm working on my live show for the end of this month, end of June. Oh, come this... on, June, get fill your. Face. I know. And <laughs> uh, so I've not normally I uh, write the ninety two club song um, the day before and do it the day the day before the new season starts because I just I forget about it and then it comes to early August. I think oh I've not done it yet. Um, well, there's nothing like. Um... Doing things by the flip seat of your pants. That's I how I survive. That's how I just yeah. do everything, function anything. Yeah. Mm. Uh, this podcast, my live shows, my life in general. What are you talking all... about? This podcast is a well oiled machine. Yeah, from you, uh. you're the well oiled machine. <laughs> I turn up at one minute to 11 and sort of frantically plugging my stuff in. Who have you got? To the, say? Oh, okay.
1: You're the greasy mechanics. Like, oh, I don't know what I could do with this, love. <laughs> it's going to be a
2: tracking. That's going to be a yeah. tracking, mate. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, but I'm like that with my live show. So I've written. I, I had a good week last week. Actually, I did a couple. Did a gig. I'm doing gig tonight. Did some new material, and I feel that's going in the show. And I feel confident about it because it went quite well. well so that's, that's been did nice. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, we talk about that quite
1: a bit with uh, our guests today, don't we? We talk about. Well, I guess actually, uh, flying by your, seat of your pants is quite a good in with this because we talked to the wonderful actress Tamsin Alway, and we did talk about. Processes and acting in theatre, as particularly where you are kind of sometimes, um you know, at the mercy of your brain in yeah, in, yeah. in regards to where if you if you stumble or forget a bit or in in Tamzin's case, she talks about a, a time where her and her um acting colleagues all burst out laughing and couldn't find their way through. But uh, yeah, it's a fantastic cam- conversation. We went to all different places in this chat today didn't we
2: yeah it was a real joy absolute joy talking to tamsin very open very friendly easy to talk to person so it didn't feel like it ever got difficult at any moment nothing was off limits it was easy to talk to but a very um very down to earth and but it, what was interesting is every time we were talking about theater and performing and you mentioned this right at the end which i think might be in the patron bit um that there's a real warmth and sort of glow comes off her like her face sort Mm. of lit up when talking about performing and being on stage and theater and Mm. um that was really just so nice to see especially as you know someone that's not performed for for a while in her case and in my case it's nice to remind ourselves of why we get into this industry and do these things because we love performing and being on stage and so watching her face light up talk about theater was just really really nice well yeah and
1: i mean i had a big smile on my face during our conversation because it was so lovely to talk to her and she's such an open like you say open and candid and lovely kind of human being it was just so nice and um, yeah i hope everyone enjoys it and yes there is some extra content as well for you patreon listeners um we ask i pose quite a difficult question Mm, yeah it's a good question yeah. yeah So yeah, so definitely tune into that and um, sign up to the Patreon. What's the Patreon address? Jim? It's
2: uh, Patreon p a t r e o n dot com forward slash blank podcast. And there's there's various tiers you can sign up to for mm. extra content. The face there's a Facebook private Facebook group uh, on one of the tiers, and on top tier you get your, your name read out on the podcast. And let's read out mr john holland absolute legend who is currently in that tier. we massively appreciate your support sir it's lovely seeing your name pop up in the facebook group as well and you can Thanks, join john. yeah and you can join John in that tier at um patreon.com forward slash blank podcast fantastic well before we dive
1: into our conversation i've got some tweets here jim i've oh, got one here from miss jane 1378 she says blank pod thank you for the fabulous chat with the legendary graham Coxon." I was looking forward to hearing about his music, but found his discussion regarding anxiety and addiction incredibly powerful. My adoration for him has only increased. So, yeah, that was lovely. I mean, we did obviously touched on um, his music career a bit. But, yeah, we often what happens with these podcasts is we end up talking about very much more personal things. And Mm. uh, it was great that Graham felt comfortable enough and uh, uh,
2: reassured enough to talk about those things with us. Absolutely. And that 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 seems from looking at our tweets seems to resonate with quite a lot of people as well, actually. So I think that's that's a very powerful episode that a lot of people have have hopefully found some uh some benefit from listening to. Um I've got a tweet here from Hi, I'm Sarah, aka Welsh Star at star underscore Welsh. Hello to you, Sarah. And she says, Um, this afternoon has shown me that I'm finally getting over last month's relapse. I listened to an episode of my favourite podcast, Blank Pod with the brilliant Giles Jim and Jill Halfpenny and it was exactly what I needed love you guys well that's Sarah thank you so much for sending that mm. I'm imagine that might not have been an easy tweet to send um, but it's really lovely to hear that that episode and, and it's a fantastic episode with Jill yeah. really really good has has helped you that is wonderful I mean that's you know that's one of the sort of lovely byproducts of doing this podcast is that we can see people really get benefit from doing it uh, and listening to our guests so thank you Sarah so much for that tweet That's uh, that really means a lot to receive that
1: yeah best wishes sir and i hope you're doing okay and do keep us posted and yeah um yeah we're we're lovely to hear from you so i hope you're you're doing okay and uh yeah thanks for listening and i hope that the, the pod is a nice distraction
2: indeed well shall we crack on with this week's fantastic guest uh it's the one and only Tamsin althaway on the blank podcast
3: Like when you now, when you go into these places and those things, those, um, I'm talking about Soho House, it's so twatty, but you walk in and they look at your, and that is a face recognition thing. Oh, okay. And it takes a temperature while as you walk in and it talks to you like you're, you know, it's an American robot. Thank you so much. (laughs) Have a nice day. (laughs) You're like, what is this? We've entered Uh, some weird world.
1: I'd love it if it had regional accents as well that you could change. Like, yeah, quite like a Ducker like Geordie accent or something would be quite nice.
3: Yeah, you can have do that band, with yeah. the old Tom Toms, can't you? You can have. You can't. You yes, can. Exactly. Yeah. I remember yeah. them. And and the
1: celebrity ones you can do. Yeah. I always thought it'd be quite nice to have, like Brian Blessed telling you to
3: turn right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because John Cleese is on one of them, isn't he? <laughs> is he? Yeah. Like, oh, amazing! Forty Towers, that character. That really telling you off to. That must take ages
1: to. Record something like that. Have you ever recorded anything like that?
3: No. The, the things that take the longest that I've recorded are the Doctor Who's. They take a long time. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I suppose books. Yeah. Books take a while. But I, I really quite like doing the um, the documentaries because I get so engrossed in it. And then I forget I've got to come in, and i, <laughs> e- I always end up just watching the screen like <gasps> and did did she kill him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> asking the director you know what what actually happened so are you
1: watching those in real time when you're doing those narrations, or you do they cut it up into
3: bits? yeah, they cut well, no, you're watching it as as it the it's a finished piece about to go on hmm. sometimes it's like that night the next day, and they do the really, just, so it's oh, quite a quick wow. turnaround yeah. With the docs, yeah. And then, so you're watching it, and it's all been edited. But then, you know, your stripe goes across when you need to come in with Oh. Wow. That's good,
2: though. You're sort of learning on the job. Really That's are. That's
3: Yeah. I quite, I quite enjoy those, because there's a sense of urgency about it.
1: Yeah. So before going in, obviously, like, if you're doing, like, a... Are we uh,
3: recording uh, now? A... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we <laughs> yeah. We're in it. Sorry, yeah.
1: Sorry, yeah. <laughs> if... Um, I was just thinking, like, going in... Do, obviously you have a discussion with the director about what kind of voice Not you're going to really. do for it. No, really. So no, you've got to kind of, because
3: mainly because they employ you because of your voice. Yeah. So therefore they don't really want anything tricksy or different. They want it pretty yeah, much the same. Sure. And the, 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 the commercials generally, they're the, they're the, they can take as long for a, a few lines when you're doing a voice there yeah. because, you know, you might have lots of different opinions and lots of different important opinions, you know, the client yeah. and the agency and, and, and the emphasis needs to be on the octopus. You know. <laughs> or the octopus. <laughs> the octopus.
1: Yeah. Or like Octopi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think i yeah, I'm thinking of toast of London where oh, it's so over. <laughs> I'm just thinking that that is exactly how it is. Yeah. You know, no, oh, it's, hi. My oh, yeah. Sorry, can you just do it one? Can you just do it a bit more like this? But like
3: you know, uh... can you be happy? But can you like have a, a? I want gravitas, and we need to feel like you're a safe pair of hands, <laughs> oh, not too happy, but but slightly kind of less monotone. <laughs> uh, I don't really know where I'm going with that. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, generally, a lot of the time, you go around the houses and then come back to like take one or two. Yeah. yeah, that goes on a lot, <laughs> <Yeah>. doesn't it? <laughs> but, but I think the majority of the time they they do kind of they've got you in because they trust you to do your own voice. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, like you know, I did the Holloway Prison or something like that, they want it as London as possible. So I don't.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, so you have to ramp up
3: that. So I'm just a bit more Cockney, you know. Yeah. Not well, you're from, either.
1: that's a good segue into, you know, your, your early life. Very good. <laughs> that's very good. I guess don't normally do that. Because yeah. you're from East London, obviously, originally.
3: Well, Ilford? I was born in Ilford in Essex. Yeah. Yeah. And um, still got connections, still got friends and family out there. But I kind of drifted further and further east, I think. I was E18, Snaresbrook. I bought my first flat there. And then I've been in Crouch End in North London since um uh, about the year two thousand. Yeah. And I d-
2: Nice part of London, Crouch I just End, love lovely. It. I really love
3: yeah. it. I don't think if I was to move if the only way I'd move from here is if I was going into the country now. Like if I was mm. moving out of the city. Mm. Which mm. I think about a lot. Do you? <laughs> I keep going to the seaside and thinking, oh, you I know you're right there, aren't you? Seaford? Well, you've been, yeah, you've been
1: here, haven't you? Yeah.
3: And a bit for, I keep looking around at the sea. Now, I don't think I'd live there. I'd like to have a place there, but, yeah. you know, that's having your cake and eating it. I don't really, <laughs> don't really. And then people say to me, why don't you just get an Airbnb and go there for the weekend every now and then?
2: This episode of The Blank Podcast is sponsored by Masterclass. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anywhere, anytime, and at your own pace. You can learn how to act with Helen Mirren, no less. You can improve your storytelling with Neil Gaiman or learn cooking from Gordon Ramsay. With over 100 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. And Giles, you've been diving into Masterclass, haven't you? I've been seriously impressed with Masterclass, Jim. Um, I've been working on
1: a new project, Top Secret at the moment, but I've been uh, watching the Oscar-winning screenwriter Aaron Sorkin, who's got a screenwriting course for film and TV. And it's honestly, it's truly inspirational, insightful course. Uh, It includes conversations with Sorkin himself, uh, talking about his work, how he develops characters and plots, uh, how you do research and how you put the research into your work. Uh, and there's even some really great critique groups he does with uh, potentially new
2: screenwriters and how they can get their work seen by the industry. Uh, it's, that's an incredible sort of offering, really, isn't it? It's like you've got these sort of one-on-one classes with these... You know, world class instructors. I've um very much the other end of the scale. I've dipped into the Tony Hawk skateboarding Amazing. videos, um, which you know, as someone that grew up in the '90s who didn't really skateboard and wasn't very good at it, uh, this has been like revisiting my childhood. Um, especially remember the Tony Hawk's uh video game as well that everyone used to play. I oh, um, love that, yeah. So, and it's been great actually. He's actually uh, he's a very good instructor actually, very engaging. Um, so I don't have a skateboard yet, but uh, I might invest and um. I think you do an ollie. Is that the? I could do an ollie. Yeah, ollies yeah. The, look quite straightforward to be yeah. honest. But I'm going to give it a go. But there's all sorts of people. You know, they've also got Simone Biles. You know, gives you gymnastics um instructions and um Serena Williams talking you through tennis skills. I mean these are the very best people talking you through any skill you'd like to learn. So um we both highly recommend Masterclass and you can get unlimited access to every masterclass uh and get fifteen percent off an annual membership. Go to masterclass dot com slash blank podcast.
1: That's masterclass dot com slash blank podcast for fifteen percent off masterclass. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty, yeah, yeah. there are plenty of people doing that around this area because it is a bit of a destination now. Because I think with Seaford as well, it's quite, um, it's I've lost obviously you. a smaller town. Have you oh, lost have you? me? Oh,
2: no, you're still no, here.
3: You're still here. Oh, Can you hear hysteria. us? Uh, oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, sorry, I, looked, there. I mean, just the, it's dramatic, those cliff edges, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah,
1: that down, yeah. And we're so close to that. If you walk all over, over Seaford Head and then it's a, literally 10 minutes, you've got the Seven Sisters, which is all part of the South Downs, and it's very beautiful and idyllic. Um I don't know if you've seen that movie Hope Gap that came out a, no. a few years ago with uh worth checking out with Bill Nye in it and Annette Benning. And it's called Hope Gap and it's full filmed around Seaford and there's lots of like um they've obviously had lots of drones you, using lots of drones to film like these sort of panoramas of, of Seaford. Yeah. It's really beautiful. So I think and I think a lot of people are starting to come here. Now for for weekend trips and stuff, it does feel like that because it's is a it bit quieter. Busy? It's not bright. It is getting busier, and I think it's not quite as hubbubby as Brighton. Uh, You know, it's a, if you want to like a quiet weekend away. Yeah, you know, it's a nice sort of place to come. I to. think but it's, yeah.
3: it's it's what the pandemic did, isn't it? It made people feel mm. like they want some space. Yeah, because London is became empty, and you don't. It proved to us you don't need to be here. Mm. So, yeah, but although I went, I got, I... it's quite leafy around here, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's pretty, it's lovely. Mm. I just think it, yeah. maybe it's from not going away and not see, being in another country. So not s- swimming in the sea, you just kind of get yeah. drawn to the sea, I think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, that's natural. I think of anyone that sort of lives in busy places, but I, I went into London yesterday for the first time in a year, I think. And I had to get the tube from Baker Street down to Victoria. So literally right through central London to change at Oxford Circus, literally the busiest tube station. And it was deserted.
3: Was it? I was, I would, see I would, I was on the tube yesterday and it was busy.
2: Oh, so weird. And I got to Victoria and Victoria was dead. And Vit- Victoria's always around. And this was like 6pm. I couldn't believe
3: but, it. it was... You know, that's the people coming out of town into London to work. Yeah. And I don't think people have come back into their offices. An awful lot of people mm. haven't. They're, because everyone's got working from home. Everyone's got a sound yeah. studio. Everyone's got.
2: Yeah, everyone's tech has suddenly got amazing. Hasn't it? Someone's got. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really upped their game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quite impressed. So, you wouldn't
1: want me. to not be in London then, do you think? I mean, obviously, you've sort of talked about it. I
3: mean, we, it. I feel like without theatre, London is pretty dead. Mm. That's what, for me, because I do think the retail shops are going to really struggle because everything's online now. And Mm. even the safest of retail is going to, you know, I'm I'm not desperate to walk into shops at all.
4: Yeah.
3: Um, But without theatre, London is really dead. Because the theatre, you know, it services so many industries. So all the hospitality and the hotels without theatre are obviously going to be dead. Mm. Black cabs. I mean, you just think what going to uh, an evening at the theatre consists of. And I think without any theatre at all, it doesn't, it's there for me, then it's just architecture and nice parks, Mm. because it's not shops for me. So I I will go and architecture and nice parks you kind of have in North London. So it feels a bit redundant to me at the moment until theatre is properly up and running. I mean, we are going to yeah. go to the theatre next week. First time in a very long time. Oh, I like, you? Yeah. Oh, amazing. What are you seeing? Jamie. Um, I've seen it already, but I'm going to take my eldest to see it. Oh, I've not seen it, but apparently it's, apparently amazing. it's brilliant. And Shane Rich is in it at the moment, so. Oh, amazing, yeah. His, I would like to go and see that.
4: I think it's camp. Oh. Really.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so going back, obviously. Yeah. You, so you are been in Ilford and you went to a catholic school all catholic schools yeah yeah because my mum was, was
3: italian what,
1: catholic so okay yes so was it were they quite strict because i know jim you've talked about going to catholic school as well mm. was it quite yeah. strict upbringing did was was uh, what i'm trying to get to was performing arts something that was encouraged particularly.
3: Uh, i will say that for some reason it didn't feel like it, it was strict, but compared to now when I think about where my kids are at school, you know, it was uniform, strict uniform. And, you know, Ursuline Convent I went to for a while. That's like indoor hats, outdoor hats. You know, it was mm. really. Wow. Um, um, I'm not sure if it's like that now, but I, I remember it was incredibly sporty and it was oh, okay. sport that got me through those two schools. Yeah, there was great oh. drama. There was. I did GCSE drama, Trinity Catholic High. Um, but it was really the sport, I think, that was... But they, they it was really good education. And that was the reason my mum was really insistent on us going to Catholic schools, because the education was renowned. And my youngest brother didn't go to a Catholic school, and he had a completely different education. Mm-hmm. But I would never send my kids to a religious school now, no. Not in a million years, but I do think what it was teaching was kind of what I I teach my kids, but without the continual mention of God and Jesus and the Bible, yeah. you know, do unto others as you.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: But well, that is, ethos, there is a, there is an arm. Of... There's an ethos there, isn't there, that you want your kids yeah. to have, and yeah. But I think an awful lot of time is spent on re. And yeah what you could be doing in that time I could have learned the guitar <laughs> yeah. you know I could have learned the guitar and all the time I learned about God and I could have gosh I learned the language so yeah. I do feel a bit like a, a lot of time was wasted on that for me because I'm not religious mm. at all I would say an atheist
2: yeah we had I've bec- I was brought up Catholic and I think I've become atheist. yeah Possibly agnostic, I don't know. Possibly on the cusp, I don't know, but certainly that that end of the scale. Yeah. um
4: I mean, if you go into a did, church yeah. now, what
3: does it like? If you go to a mass or someone's baptism or something like that, if you're, how does it make you feel? Well,
2: well we have a we have a church locally that my wife and her mum go to for the for the big events. Yeah, yeah for the big yeah, ones, yeah. for the Christmas and Easter and stuff. And stuff. Mid- midnight mass. Oh. Midnight Mass oh, they're not that committed no, <laughs> um, that was the best but, thing about um, it, Midnight Mass
3: wasn't it you had a few drinks yeah, and mid- went to Midnight Mass, I mass to but mid- late, yeah. you stay up late don't you that yeah
2: back in my hometown Midnight Mass was essentially yeah all the people my age going to the pub before and after yeah. it was basically a chance yeah and then pop down to Midnight Mass and then back to the pub made an effort um, absolutely <laughs> yeah, yeah my
1: dad would get absolutely tanked up and then go and just really go for it singing like he like like he was Pavarotti it's a bit like being at the football, isn't it? <laughs> it's a little bit like that. Yeah.
3: And and Giles, were you brought up Catholic?
1: No, but um, we—I was. We, no, I wasn't. I didn't go to Catholic school or anything. But definitely, we were kind of made to go to church every week, and yeah. it was quite a high-end, high. It was Anglo-Catholic. Church of England. So it was Church of England, but it was that high. So there was um incense and, you know, yeah. um, quite like the smell
3: of the incense.
1: Yeah. But it was yeah.
3: <laughs> but when yeah. I go into a church now, I, I definitely it kind of creeps me out a little bit. And Well I I sort of
2: I so we, we some we go to the, the, the big events at the church around the corner and it's a very ni- it's a very family oriented church. So mm. when I go in I get a nice feel like, oh, this is just sort of full of nice people sort of helping each other out and actually there's a baby group that we take our toddler to and it's, it's two quid which is so yeah. cheap and it's really really good Yeah, the baby but good. Yeah. if i go to a mass or something or whatever or sunday morning i don't repeat the things they say in church no. or the god be with you and all that i, f- I, I feel like that do. is me yeah. yeah i feel like that would be me being disingenuous yeah. like i'm like totally happy to go in and just like enjoy the vibe like seeing people say hello how are you doing but i don't participate because it's not my thing yeah. that feels rude almost
3: yeah to do that I feel like that actually going in, like, oh. mm, all. Yeah. Because I don't feel like I've turned my back on it. I just feel like the minute I had, I could choose. Yeah. Um, it's gone again, that thing. I don't know <laughs> why it... Hold on. <laughs> it's because talk-
2: Zoom is really religious. Zoom's is slagging off religion, watched. so it's like... <laughs> yeah,
3: we're <we'll> being <laughs> told
2: something
1: Pope. here. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> just going to... Uh... <laughs> our Son, the Son Holy Spirit, yeah. our Father who art in heaven. Yeah. Say so a few Hail Marys <laughs> yeah. before we carry on. It's, um, but there
3: is also a sense, it's weird, that if you hear our Father who art in heaven or Hail Mary, mm. there is a sense of comfort there. So that it can't mm. have been all bad.
2: And also, but you know it, it's in there. Like I could probably recite the Lord's Prayer now because yeah. I did it so often as a kid. Yeah. So I, sort of, I know it. I, for me, it's almost like a sort of mutual respect thing. It's like, I am not religious, but I respect people who yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. totally cool. And as long as, they respect me for not being, yeah. but I can sort of be there and be like, "How are you doing?" i how things. Mm. Don't participate in that, but like respect it. I think it's sort of, that's that's how my how I approach yeah. it. Yeah, that's exactly so how I, think I feel. Yeah, I think it's yeah because
1: yeah. there is you know like you say there's there's lots of you know as a support network for for some people that is really really Absolutely. important. Absolutely. You know, is, you know yeah. you've talked about this before, Jim. Like going to football, or whatever. You've got those people that you see every week. When you go to football But it's the same with the church You know People go and see people They connect with people oh, There's I baby groups. Can... There's All that stuff yeah. Coffee mornings All that stuff So there is that all well, that great stuff the church yeah, yeah Absolutely so, I think it's yeah, yeah.
3: Anti the war side of everything
1: Yeah Yeah The uh, war stuff I And do. the The, it's the war yeah, stuff and, and the higher <laughs> beings And all that kind of stuff Yeah That doesn't really appeal to me
3: it's <laughs> none, of, none of that I just think we could have been saved An awful lot of Yeah Tragedy
1: I, I think, Without yeah, I it. quite agree Quite agree
2: Yeah yeah but i think you get that with, with all areas of life you get people who, oh, i was about to use the word extreme i know, I don't know but if it's that is not is too it? strong you know what i mean but like yeah they go maybe a little bit too far but i think but
3: yeah, that's the thing I, I think, too far yeah. for us but for them they yeah, might feel true. like that's they're not true. even going far enough enough
2: yeah, yeah maybe so
3: everyone's got maybe. their own idea of everything it's not so Ill-
2: and it's really hard because you want to be respectful and you want to kind of be it, like, yeah. okay, that's cool for you, that's cool for me. But and 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 that's how we all should definitely live. But when maybe it starts overlapping, I don't know, oh, No, it's so it's, hard. it's so
3: difficult, isn't it? Because I was looking at Twitter this morning and I don't know if you guys saw this that the woman talking about gay people. Oh, god, yeah,
2: yeah I saw that yes.
1: yesterday. Oh, Doherty, so, something, uh, Doherty. yeah, I didn't even know about it. Then horrendous. I googled her
2: Wikipedia, I was like, bloody hell, and yeah, I, I, was gonna... I don't
3: know who she is. <laughs> it, no, I'd far
2: right commentator. Of, I, 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 I is,
3: imagine is, she might be an extremely religious woman.
1: Possibly, yeah. yeah. That's what that, it that seemed, was the like.
3: Well, do you know what well, that is?
1: And, yeah. and unfortunately, that was what first spring sprang to mind when I heard it. I thought, yeah. well, she's clearly a very devout Catholic. Or, yeah, Christian. Or nothing or against Catholics or Christian of some sort. And yes, yeah, so her views is obviously very, very warped. Um, because it was
3: so anti, you know, yeah, yeah but i also know that with views like that what straight or gay i don't think i'd be happy around her
2: no i would no. be a
3: very That's miserable complete... soul if, yeah. if i had to That's be so around true. someone with those views whether i was straight yeah. or gay
2: absolutely absolutely no, and I'd that probably, probably seeks into avoid... other areas yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. But that Twitter thread was great because all the replies were just loads of really gay couples, happy, yeah, gay, happy gay couples saying, well, We're really happy, we've been married for 10, whatever. It was, it was actually, it turned a really toxic video did, into a really, into a really, a really positive thread. thing. And that was the I, know, thing. I was
1: looking yeah. for um, pictures of my brother and his husband on their wedding day and I was going to post that. And I thought, oh, That's, that's his for him to do. But, um, you yeah, could ask it, him, can I? Yeah, I will. Yeah. I will. Can I put. Yeah, or yeah.
3: Oh, just encourage him to because it does yeah, feel yeah. like. You sometimes need views or one person like that to to actually see how many mm. openly gay, happy people there are, you know, because yeah. that won't just teach her. They'll be teaching a whole load yeah. of other people yeah. that yeah. might have yeah. similar views and didn't yeah. know that or wouldn't say it on Twitter, but might have similar views
2: yeah that's true it's representation is sort of really really important yeah. i think about lot about twitter with anything i, I we said this before on the podcast i delete t- uh draft twi- tweets all the time I think oh, i'm gonna say this thing and then i think oh no i'm not gonna say. who cares about my opinion doesn't matter and then you think well actually maybe sometimes it's good just to put that out in the if it's something positive yeah put it out in the world and it's there and then you don't know who sees
3: it and then i don't know if, if, if it it's- affects one person in a po- got- positive way then it yeah. feels like yeah. it's it's done a good thing yeah.
2: But it's difficult with Twitter, isn't it? Because you, you, once you feel like you put something oh, out yeah. there, and you, might you feel know, like, oh, some days are just back like, or... "Who
3: gives a <laughs> about anything?" You know, nothing yeah. matters. I'm not about to put my opinion anywhere. And then other days, you feel quite strongly about something, and you might want to say something. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, a platform that I am learning how to use much better. Mm. Which yeah. is that you can dip in, and then you can just get out. You know? Yeah. And do you ever
2: delete it? I, I do you ever delete it off your phone? I sort of go through stages. Right, I don't delete it for a because week or I I and...
3: actually think you know you can use it for the best for the best positive reasons, which is mainly work stuff. And then mm, when yeah. it's not work stuff, it's qu- I quite like when I'm feeling positive, being able to share the positivity. Yeah. Because then the reaction from that feels like. Oh, yeah. And it, it is infectious positivity. So if you start, ha- you know, if you try and turn however you're feeling around into in a, into a positive day or a positive mood, then I find myself wanting to share that positive mood because I know that mm. I might have caught it of someone like a yawn, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's
1: so true, it's though. I think, it. I think actually a lot of the time it's sometimes I think it's better to, model kindness and positivity and and in a good way of communicating as opposed to just uh getting involved in a scrap on there
3: oh yeah you're (laughs) very good on there though aren't you 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 are really sunshine you're like sunshine and that is i think everyone if you're feeling a bit low you know you can read a tweet from giles and it'd be good and it can help and I think oh, that's well, really that's lovely.
1: Kind
3: of no, I think yeah, it's really lovely. Yeah. And there are people out there that are like, "Oh, inspirational quotes." Do you know what? Sometimes I love an inspirational <clears> quote. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> exactly.
3: But you know, not yeah, always. And normally, a lot of the time, when when you're when you've got criticism about somebody else's s- situation on Twitter or Instagram, mm. if you've got any form of like, "Oh, what are they doing that for?" It's normally about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's normally about yeah. the fact that actually maybe i should be doing that or yeah
4: yeah
3: or uh well it, that's not my style but good on you you know it's normally yeah. about your own insecurity or your own mood at that time when you are criticizing someone else through everything in life really isn't it
2: yeah no absolutely yeah, i agree yes, very true very, my, my wife had a thing the this, this last few days on instagram actually she's a She's an actor, but, um, she's retrained as a, or trained alongside as a life coach, which is something Passion. she's really passionate about. She wants, she wants to help creative people and actors and people oh. juggling lots of stuff. And, um, she's sort of starting her business. She's doing amazing. It's I'm, amazing. I'm really in awe of her. She's doing great, but she's had this one guy sort of troll her posts going, um, who are you to do that? How qualified are you? What are your qualifications? Who are you to be doing this? you would not been going, along. your prices are extortionate, blah, 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 blah. And she's been really good because I would crumble and be like, oh, you're right. Oh God, I'm awful. <laughs> and she's managed to turn it around. And so she used it as a chance to almost like a marketing opportunity to go, oh, well, this is why my price is like this. They're actually on the lower end of, Life coaching. These are my qualifications. If life coaching isn't for you, that's great. But if it is, you could try this, 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 and this. And then she got another one and she'd follow that up again with an even longer post about, well, this is what life coaches do. This is how it's different to therapy, blah, 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 blah. blah. And I turned it into a. That positive. is amazing. amazing that's actually yeah. part of the coaching, her
3: doing that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. What you could she's offer doing like there, a, free, free, yeah. Free yeah. Giving you a free lesson, mate. <laughs> Basically.
2: <laughs> but she sees it as like a sort of, well, other people might see that. Other people might have seen his post and maybe had those. Thoughts, yeah, so and then so you're informing all explain. the others, yes, this exactly, is yeah,
3: yeah, which is why Jemma really, Rowe, yeah. whatever her name is, has, yeah, through her very small minded um interview on, on Twitter, has now taught a whole load of people what how great it is to be gay, exactly,
1: exactly, yeah, no, it's so true, so true. So going back to the school stuff, you were into sports. What sport kind yeah. of sports were you doing then? Was it like uh, athletics? Or? No,
3: it wasn't. I was rubbish at athletics. Didn't really love a run. It was more it was team sports. Nothing. Okay. I really liked being, and it's it's filtered through into work, really. I like being part of a group. Mm. You know, I like a challenge en masse. Um, not being, you know, I don't know. I suppose that's what athletics is, isn't it? You're on your own. You you really yeah. need a lot of motivation to be a long jumper. Um, yeah. So yeah, netball, tennis. I did and tennis doubles at school as well. Um, badminton doubles. Oh, I love a bit of badminton. Loved
1: it. Love badminton. And um,
3: this was in the days of squash. Oh yeah. <laughs> When, when the dads squash. used to play squash yeah. in the yeah. white box at the sports centres. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can still hear the sounds
2: yeah. of like walking through the ledger of yes. the sound le- of the squash. Yes. And it bounced you off the wall. Nothing
3: says David yeah. Lloyd like that sound. <laughs> 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 so funny. So, yeah, we d- I did do a lot of sport. Rounders and, you know, I was just like, I just loved, I think I just loved the camaraderie. Mm. I think that naturally led to the camaraderie of theatre in Amdrams. Mm camaraderie of relying on each other and learning harmonies and dance, you know, learning a dance together and testing each other on lines. The, bu- the buzz about being around like-minded people. Because, of course, you know, at home, if you come from a family that have nothing to do with this industry, they just obviously think it's a little funny jo- joke or a hobby, yeah, you know, yeah. a funny little hobby. And uh, it was for a while. But then, you know, you obviously make it your actual career <laughs> so but i don't know i just found the that's what i miss most about not working the camaraderie the banter mm. yeah the so front. how did you
1: segue from the sort of sports stuff into well, you, you said you were doing drama yes yeah, so. uh,
3: gcse um with a lovely drama teacher and we did a lot of drama four hours at, like the whole of thursday afternoon i remember in at trinity being like I can't wait do- for Thursday because you would just be like improvising <laughs> yeah. and
1: so you, oh you were doing something of stuff like that.
3: Yeah. Because I think what that did was get rid of inhibitions. Mm, yeah. You know that that people say you know actors are the most sensitive and I think we we, we are sensitive, but we get very thick skinned quite quickly. Um and I think that, that at school that kind of helped because drama was massive for me and then the andrams were massive. And then I went to London Studio Centre when I was 16 and had a brilliant time for 3 years, met the most amazing people. I would say some of the happiest times of my life where you're you're like I found my tribe.
4: Yeah, Here yeah. they are. <laughs> yeah.
3: You know, and so coming from Essex, there weren't really a lot of people like diverse people for instance. And so just being amongst that was like being in the Kids from Fame. Was it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Which now must sound really tacky and corny. But then <laughs> it was just like, you know, it was 1987. It was like... It most- was like
1: being in the Kids. <laughs> it was.
3: And, you know, having in- incredibly talented people all around you makes you want to be better, makes you creative. There's a healthy competition that goes on. And it pushes you. And I suppose that space, creatively, is just wonderful. It's like, it reminds me of when you go into a rehearsal room now as an actual, you know, jobbing actor. And you're in a rehearsal room with all these people. And the vibrations feel high. And it's all natural. You're not at a rave with pumping music. You're (laughs) in a, everyone is feeling kind of, lucky and happy to be there i suppose and it creates a vibration amongst you that feels like if you work well as a team just feels like a very magical place to be
4: so that's but also
2: just... you're you're supposed to be there so those those vibrations are natural because you're supposed to be part of that group there would pe- there'll be some people that would think that's terrifying going into oh, that kind of group oh
3: i know but there are some actors that find it terrifying be. as well. Some actors still find that terrifying. You know, some actors want want to be cocooned until they know what mm. they're doing or whatever. But if, if your director's great, and I've been really lucky with working with people that have been amazing, they give you a safe space to be able to fail in front yeah. of everybody and then yeah. but you feel happy that you're going to be caught by someone or not laughed at and pointed at basically you know yeah <laughs> like in the playground because that's your biggest fear yeah. isn't it to go back to that kind yeah. of shame and oh god yes yeah. but yeah
2: oh yeah I, yeah i think about that every day i'm doing my first live stand up gig in person tonight what uh, in a, in over a How year are you even talking
3: and see that to me I know. Is like what well
2: i'm really excited i'm actually genuinely really excited because i've got i've got loads of new material and but i have i said to giles before recording i have that sort of mild buzz of Anxiety. I was going to say, it's just um, underlying
3: anxiety. Yeah. It?
2: That's sort of that little where you're like, okay, this, this is happening, but also I, I want to go and do it and it's not going to stop me doing yeah. it. Although it's in Western Superman, so it's a two and a half hour drive. So I've got a lot of time to uh, rethink and turn around on the M4. Um, no, but, uh, no, no, no. It's, it's going to be fine. See, that <laughs>
3: is, that's the magic. And that's the magic that makes the adrenaline and kicks you into yeah. it being, you know, that make it, making it count, isn't it?
2: Yeah. If you yeah. didn't have that, I'd yeah. be so worried. Yeah, it's all. I've always, I've always had that with performing. But I think you know, Charles and I talked this before. You know when it's like crippling nerves when you're like sort of bent double and you think, oh, I'm feeling sick and like, I can't oh, do yeah. this. And you know when, it, and you know when it's kind of like that low little buzz that's actually yeah. combined with excitement. You think, oh, I'm gonna go. I thought we wanted to say this material for people for months. Like I'm actually gonna go and do it, yeah. and there's gonna be an audience there, and they're gonna be really excited because it's their first gig as an audience in, in over a year like there's going to be a buzz in the room and i'm going to be part of that yes um you're not going to be part yeah. of it you're
3: going to be on the stage on your own chatting well i'm
2: mc as well so i'm technically sort of in charge of in charge oh, of actually, the buzz that's quite basically because
3: you can kind of distract yourself with that can't you
2: yeah yeah. Well, being an MC is good because you, you don't, my theory is you don't have to be the funniest person in the room. So if you're not, going back to what you're saying about sort of failing, if you're not like, because the headliner has to be the funniest person. Actually, if all the acts are funny, that's great. <laughs> Opener well, and headliner normally have to be the funnier ones. Yeah. If you've got to pick it up after someone bombs, obviously that, that's uh, difficult. Yeah. But um, I think as the MC, you're there to just, just like keep the room ticking over, keeping everyone's, keep, keep the buzz at a sort of, you know, a respectable kind of level, yeah. get people worked up for the apps and then sort of bring it back down again. And so I don't actually think you need to be the, but I think you need to be the most likable person in the room, yeah. I think. And hopefully I, I have that sort of vibe. I think
3: for the MC, it's just being genuine, isn't it?
2: Yeah, mm. yeah yeah i think so yeah i think that's true of most comedy to be honest if you are a genuine person yeah i think people i think depends on your act depends on your act depends on what you do stand up is like
3: that's for most people that is the what kind of the dream that's the nightmare isn't it i was doing stand up and i was naked (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that's that's not a good gig no um yeah. god so yes yeah, so so you quite you like that i don't see that the idea of it, that of it all being on my shoulders that would keep, make me too cripplingly nervous definitely yeah. we have a thing in theater yeah. well i don't know if we all do or if it's something we made up when we were doing sweet charity uh, loads of other theater people are now going to be going don't be ridiculous bet <laughs> davis made that up um, <laughs> basically that when you, just before the show or just before the half in fact we used to do it at the five we'd always go just pop into the car for my makeup bag like as if you'd left the makeup bag and then never return (laughs) but but we never carried it out but it obviously has happened there have been some famous stories of people just walking out the theater and not coming back so that must be crippling nerves i can understand yeah
2: but i don't yeah, and I've, I've obviously, like, I've had that before with stuff and, and early on in my career, like, that, you, you do get that, but it's
3: never as bad as No, that. and it's also... Once you get out on stage. It's that, also, it's that thing that, it's like if you get a bad review or someone, you, you get a, a story in a newspaper, you know, in the old EastEnders days, and it'd be front page or something, and it was absolutely horrific. Hmm. Um, you think the whole world is looking at you and pointing... And no one cares. Yeah, Everyone's yeah. busy with their own lives.
4: 100%. So the
3: thing that you have to remember is at, in, in those crippling, nervous moments, this is a moment in time. And that even if you flop horrendously, that will come and it will go. We know loads, all the, that loads of people walked out of theatre productions and never came back. I can't remember all their names and who they are. But yeah, exactly. we know the stories happen. <laughs> yeah. um, so I always think... Get, have a word with yourself. You, you know, you're not that important. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You know, that's why I, I tell myself. You know, no one cares about your stupid article in that newspaper or the fact that you forgot your lines on stage or it's never happened.
1: Jim, it's us again. And uh,
2: we've got some big news. We have indeed. Uh, Joss, I can't believe I'm saying this. We've written a book, a book about blank moments based on this very podcast.
1: Yeah, we've been recording this podcast for a while now. And as we've been doing, we've realized that everyone has these difficult blank moments. All our wonderful guests that we have on the podcast and our listeners get in touch with us all the time tell us about their own situations, their own experiences of blank moments. And sometimes that can be from a personal life, from their career, the relationships they're in, or maybe it's a public situation.
2: Yeah, I mean, it really, it's one of those terms that can be applied to anything, social anxiety, imposter syndrome, just sort of generally being off form, having an identity crisis. I mean, it's all part of the human condition. And yet we all get thrown off from time to time and sort of made to feel a bit helpless yeah so the book is made up of all these different chapters that sort of concentrate
1: on these various themes that come up in the pod so whether it's uh, public failure social anxiety fear mental health grief all the things that our amazing guests have talked about on the podcast
2: Yeah, I mean, and those guests include Louis Theroux, David Harbour, Reggie Hunter, Dawn French, Rachel Paris, Amanda Abington, John Ronson, Rufus Sewell, Gary Lineker, all these people that really opened up to us about these difficult moments. And what we've done is we've dived into them, um, explained how we relate to them, talked a little bit about our own experiences and almost gone on a journey of this discovering blank moments and how they've helped us. And we hopefully we take the reader on a journey with us.
1: Yeah, there's loads of stuff in there for everybody, I think. It's a bit memoir, it's a bit self-help, and there's lots of interactive bits in there as well, so you can do your own gratitude list, and there's tips on uh, if you're having sleeping problems, so all different things that you can take out of the book. And where can people
2: get hold of this book, Jim? Right now, from Amazon, waterstoners.com, and hive.co.uk.
1: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to everyone getting their hands on it, and uh, hopefully lots of people will be able to identify their own blank moments and you never know what you might find
2: out. <laughs> I, was, well, I was gonna I was gonna ask uh, that's uh, a follow-up that, question. That was gonna be follow-up. Have you had any moments where oh, there's been many moments?
3: Yeah. Yeah, there's been many moments. Uh and then like hysterical laughter where four people, the four people in the play cannot stop laughing <laughs> and you don't have anyone speaking and it's so oh, obvious no. and then oh, no. <laughs> then you go from oh, I'm just scared now I can't stop laughing and then you're more fearful of what's going to happen to you so you kind of bite your your cheek and and then you look across and someone else is struggling still struggling and they can't and then you're gone again and when you go off you're going no we've got to stop please <laughs> you know i mean that's happened before in a play that i did um but it only happened once and it i don't think it's ever happened but i would i would never do a, a play with those four three other people again angela griffin i would i would do it with her but i mean the, the concoction of the four four of us jemima Rupert and nick burns we did a thing called breeders and Nick Burns and I played brother and sister. Angela and I were wife and wife. And Jemima and Nick were a couple. And I think Jemima started and turned up stage. And we had to sing in Swedish. And, you know, you have those moments sometimes <laughs> where you're like, what, what am I doing? Ab-
4: yeah. It already sounds yeah. brilliant. Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> so when you suddenly catch yourself going, what am I doing? You've come out of your character, haven't you? And then, yeah, yeah, you know. It's anyone's guess what's going to happen next. So (laughs) I I did have a moment when I did Michael Parkinson. Do you remember Parky?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chat show, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was
3: on that with Maureen Lipman and Rod Stewart. And I was still in EastEnders. And it was a really big deal for me. And I think lots was happening Mm -hmm. in EastEnders for Mel's character. And that's why. Um, And I remember you get to the top of the stairs, they said, have a look around, have a look at the audience and then come down the stairs and then just come straight through, say hi to the other two guests, sit on this chair here, this is just on the run through before, here's your mic, blah, 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 you know. And uh, we walked to the top and as I came on, I looked around and I just, a voice in my head just went, oh, look at you, on am parking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I caught myself going, oh my God, I'm on parking and it was like yeah. it, was, it was like a separate voice and then I walked downstairs and it was all fine but you know it's little moments like that where you where you still feel like oh someone's going to find out about me soon which <laughs> yeah, i yeah. hear a lot of my favorite actors still feel and judy dench still yeah. doesn't watch herself so i'm in good company
1: <laughs> it sounds almost out of body experience yeah. sometimes I, I guess particularly if you're on stage playing a character and then you're jumping in and out of you and the character, and it's a moment of distress because something's not going quite right. That that must be very Oh, surreal. that's
3: really out of body. That's very weird. Mm. And then, of course, you can't go back and mend that, but what you have to do, which is a great, I think it was, oh, no, that directly say you just cancel and you continue. Cancel, continue, cancel, continue. These little things I always remind myself of. Never explain, never complain. Don't know why. That's uh, another one. <laughs> um, so, uh, great. I'm writing all these down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just the ones I had to tell myself. It's all about the journey, yeah. it's not the destination. There is no yep. destination. It's all about the journey. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yep. When you're stressing about something, really. Um, I think now, if I was to do theatre again, I would be more scared because when the pandemic happened, we'd done five previews of The Seagull at the Playhouse. Mm. And it was, we were having a wonderful time and I would love to go back and do it, but I think I'd be more frightened, but I also have better tools now to deal with Mm. fear and all sorts, because now I feel like meditation's very much part of my daily life. And without that, I don't think I'd be able to get through an awful lot of things. In fact, I was wondering how I was doing it before, because for anxiety, if I get a Mm. minute, I'm just, and I don't even have a particular one. I just need to hear a voice. Telling me to breathe, you know, slowly, and yeah. uh, it works for me. So
1: I was going to say, in you know, that was quite an ensemble cast for that play as yeah. well. Are are producers, directors more aware of the fact that you know, as as actors, you need to allow processes to happen. Like for you, you know, you need to have those moments yes. of calm and meditation. Uh, uh, is, it feels like that's maybe maybe a new thing that the industry maybe embraces a bit more now, or have have directors always been okay about that? Kind
3: yeah, of thing? no, I think it depends. I think some directors are really open to it, and some are less. Jamie mm. Lloyd was pretty like very much about the actors and the mm. text, obviously, but mm. he he created an extremely comfortable place to be, and but also at the same time pushing you out of your comfort zones somehow.
1: Mm yeah uh
3: so he's he's kind of a master at doing that but i think old school when i think back to like plays that i I worked with alan eightborn for a couple of years on and off so up in scarborough which was just wonderful because he Mm. is in my eyes quite a genius and he obviously is much more old school about stuff so yeah, he was, the process for him was very much about trying stuff. But for instance, we wouldn't do like breath work or anything like that before it or any kind of movement. You know, it was literally, we blocked it. We we learned it. We tried it a few different ways, but it was generally about the laugh. And he said something brilliant. He, he always used to say, never, don't play for the laugh. Play it play it straight, always play it straight. Please don't wait for a laugh. You know how, when a laugh happens, how to ride off the back of it, but we're not going to plan for the gaps for these laughs. You're going to do this like a straight play. And when the laughs come, if they come, it will be a lovely surprise. And he said, because waiting for a laugh is like taking a sweep from a stranger. And I don't know why, but that always stuck with me. It's like, um, yeah. I don't know, uh, lots of people uh, comedians that were in plays I find are very good at setting up the laugh for instance, mm. but then you always need the truth around it don't you, mm. so without the truth, the, the laughs wouldn't happen, so I loved work that was a real, I mean you're, I'm learning all the time with different people but to do his play with him directing Absent Friends Amazing. Was, Yeah, was really something because you know there's no other way to do it except the way he, he mm. wants it because he is the writer. He's also the director. And that's quite yeah. rare to have that. And uh, most of the time now you have the director and the writer in the room. I mean, I miss I miss so much of a rehearsal room. That's what mm. I really miss. It's funny because when you are younger, you do, you're really excited about the opening night. I'm just all about the rehearsal. I yeah. hate it when the rehearsals end. <laughs> you know, now we've got to do it. <laughs>
1: no well it's... it is called play isn't it at the end of the day you're That's doing it. a play you know so that is you know, i can imagine yeah you play and like rehearsal room is, for adults
3: yeah exactly yeah yeah <laughs> you
1: it. get to do make-believe and dress
3: up you know yeah. it's it, if you're lucky you can have a bundle at the end <laughs> <laughs> or play bulldog or something you know yeah. bulldog we used to play yeah. that in the uh in the playground yeah,
2: yeah. At the Catholic school, weirdly, which probably didn't go down very well. With no, because it's but, a lot uh... of
3: contact that, isn't it, Bulldog? Yeah, yeah
2: people, got, people got injured. It got it hurt.
3: Wasn't,
2: yeah, wasn't great. But,
3: you know, you can't stop, you can't stop kids. You know. No, well, you can. This is the thing at the moment. This is what's happening. I'm just wondering what will happen to us in the future when our kids have grown up not... Yeah, It will change because I don't think we'll ever go back to as huggy as we were, do you?
2: I don't it's hard know. To I don't say, isn't it? I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I think we'll we'll be, yeah, I think there'll be uh hesitation, I yeah. think, or around, I don't know, around some things. So I think there will be things that we've put in place over lockdown that will stay.
3: stay, yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. But I think,
2: I mean, I, yeah, it I feels feel nice though, though now,
3: doesn't it? Now the sun's coming out and people are going out. Oh, and... yeah,
2: yeah, oh, yeah.
3: Oh, hello, it's
2: like utopia, isn't <laughs> it? <it's,
3: laughs> yeah, I feel like we needed uh, it maybe to have more appreciation
2: maybe yeah maybe yeah well, i'm seeing my parents today my parents are coming up this afternoon to help watch my daughter because my, my wife's going to work and i'm going to work obviously hundreds of miles away and um i'm gonna hug them for the first time in a year because we've not seen them since that that specific restriction ended or yeah whatever it was. yeah so that's gonna be it i can't wait i've seen them Lovely. but i haven't been able to actually like hug them yeah. so I definitely appreciate that. I mean, I was a huggy person anyway, but I think, yeah, when
3: something's been taken away. Yeah, yeah. I think I was too huggy and now I'm not. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm a bit like, actually, I could do this. I could do this kind of. I I do crave time alone a lot more now. And I've just had loads and we've just all been. But that's probably because we've all been at home and my house is busy. Yeah, yeah. So you, you. Yeah,
2: that's why we bought this. Do we built this cabin in the garden <laughs> <laughs> to get some, away from everyone? Yeah, I, need some, I need some alone time. <laughs> solid solidarity, yeah. solid, solid sorry, solitude. Yeah, cabin. Um, yeah, but that's interesting. You've sort of gone the gone the other way.
3: I think so. It probably will change again. But like, I'm I'm spending the weekend with a group of girlfriends. We haven't all been together for a very long time, and uh, I'm very nervous. And I'm never a nervous person socially quite mm. sociable mm. and i'm nervous about having lots of people around
4: mm. <laughs> i think
3: there's seven i of totally
1: us. get that can I totally you get that yeah yeah mm. i totally understand my wife and i've had lots of discussions about this do we you know are we going to throw ourselves back into social you know social gatherings and inviting people around for dinner and all that kind of stuff and barbecues and what have you and we've we're feeling very Trepidation isn't the right kind of word, but yeah, certainly there's a, a feeling of like holding it back a bit and being like, "Yeah, um do we want to throw ourselves back into all this?" I think also just the kind of, I guess, the stress of hosting and That's doing it. all that stuff as well. That's it. You know, but, uh, do we want to, you know, actually we've quite enjoyed just hanging out as a family and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, there's a there's a mixture of feelings around it. So I do get what you're saying. I do I do get it. Yeah.
3: I'm sure it'll be That's fine. Not, it's just yeah, it's a new yeah, and when you're there, for me having anxiety
2: about that, yeah, mm. I think it's understandable after the year we've mm. we've had. The, the thing I've noticed about sort of being social again is um, how uh, energy-consuming and tiring it is. <gasps> which, yeah, which I guess maybe did we do that? Were we like that before? Maybe, and we just kind of like powered through. I don't know, but I, I find now that because I have been able to be at home and choose when to kind of maybe sort of take a step back and have some downtime. Actually, now when you're out and about, you think, oh, God, I'm knackered and I can't go home for another hour or something.
3: I know. It's, just, it's so true. Yeah. But that's really also weird. because we, we've we become much more, probably the idea of being home is much more comforting. Yeah. It's where we've found our comfort because we've had nowhere else. Mm, yeah. So it's like you go out and you're like, oh, I just want to get back. <laughs>
2: yeah yeah like exactly that. just just, 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 well, just get at the end of my road and think oh, i'll just go back home well it's funny because
1: it? we one of our previous guests a few years back said that she would talked to a lot of people and she'd been feeling the same thing as well she'd gone out to the pub since they'd reopened and a lot of them were feeling homesick yeah when they got there because they were like oh actually i could be doing this at home I, yeah. yeah i just get a bottle in of, you know three beers or you know whatever it might be and I actually, could do this at home don't need, actually don't we don't need to come here yeah i quite like being at home oh i can put netflix on you know it's, it's, it's so weird true. isn't it we've suddenly become institutional. my kids those. definitely <laughs> have yeah yeah I, yeah our two have us definitely has have they as well. much mm.
3: it's much harder to get them out yeah try and get them uh, uh, out
2: it's a nightmare how
3: old how old are your kids 12 and 8
2: yeah okay yeah i can totally see how that would be the case. we've got a 20 month year old daughter so she's much younger but we've noticed during lockdown that she's suddenly and it might just be a developmental thing that they go through at that age anyway but she was absolutely fine on the walk out seeing people and she'd wave and she blows kisses which are really cute blow kisses and then now she sees people and she does this does sure. she she suddenly goes right into herself. Because there's she's more, got bar, she's more people. has got a bar across her, um, uh, her buggy and she'll just rest her head on the bar. I mean, it's really weird. And then they'll go and she'll be like, oh, cool. Oh, daddy, what's this? Oh, there's a flower. Oh, but my it's just, God. It's, and I don't know if it's just what toddlers do. I mean, it's the first child we have just so a, we are learning on the job. Yeah, but. I'm but. trying to remember it's so long ago. I know.
4: That
3: would just 12, be so. a phase, won't it, of her. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah maybe yeah. She's it's just a sort of shy phase, but... Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I definitely if you literally think, you know, powers what, down. It's
1: really weird. Yeah. Ours are 14, our two boys are fourteen and twelve, and I think yeah, 12 year not so bad, but the fourteen-year-old again maybe because he's sort of in the he's in the depths of
4: oh, of puberty, yeah, 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 um,
1: yeah, and actually staying in his room and looking at his tablet is quite um, is his thing at the moment. But yeah, is yeah. is finding it harder to get them to kind of come out of their shells a little bit. Yeah. Um, That'll change. Le- a low-level anxiety. It will, it will, it will. And um, they get used to it more. But yeah, it's just been
2: such a weird time, as well. It? It's another one. Yeah. But do you, you know what's comforting about all the this? Now no, write that down. Yeah. <laughs> this too will pass. This, too sh- this Yeah, yeah. So these are all for our T-shirts, Charles. All for our merch store.
4: It, honestly, I do
3: feel like the, the, the little tiny trigger things that happen that you you notice now oh that that makes me feel like that or that i've got a, a, a tiny weenie sound bite for each one of them if i can just find them in the head oh it's okay because it's not about the journey it's yeah oh yeah yeah do you know what i mean
1: yeah but that's like, comforting like, i think yeah. to have it that especially comforting. if it just pops in, and you think, oh thank, you know because that is that checking in on yourself which i think yes. is really important to do all the time checking in on yourself whatever it might be even if you're doing really well Oh, yourself, more so you know, i think yeah um but if you're doing you're in an uncomfortable place i think it's really important to
2: do that yeah it? definitely well they're like sort of it's like, sort of like affirmations isn't it yes that's, those, that's those a better word sayings. they're not Good. quotes
3: are they they're just yeah but they're but then I people have seen, i mean i remember my mum saying that her mum had the weirdest one or oh, my nanny lena who's still alive 91 92 wow amazing Wow. And she said, she used to say to her kids, "Oh, you're just like poverty. You're always in." <laughs> and I don't think that is a saying because I've never met anybody no, that I've
2: says it. Never heard that. No, no. <laughs> you're always in. It was like a poverty.
3: Bar- you're always in. What's that mean? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> I don't know. Yeah.
1: There was um, a guy that was uh, used to sit in the pub. His name was Pete, and he always had these weird. One of his things was, don't run in the rain because you get wet quicker. Um, but... but <laughs> That'd
3: be quite true. I'd have been like, don't yeah. run in the rain because you might slip over. Yeah. You get wet quicker. Yeah.
1: But his I one think. was, life is like a bowl of all bran. When you wake in the morning, it's there. Um, obviously, other <laughs> cereals are available, but I think, like...
3: <laughs> is it, though? Yeah. Well, I in don't know. In my house, it's
1: not. No. No. Um, but... <laughs> There are, some people do have some weird sayings, yeah. phrases that they come up with.
3: It's, yeah, it's normally, um, I mean, we. I have superstitions that have been handed down to me. Like, you know, yeah. I would never put shoes on the table, especially if they're new. Yes,
1: and, yeah, new shoes, yeah. definitely not new shoes. And
3: that's something which I don't pass on to my kids particularly. They don't know about loads of that. They'd walk under a ladder. They'd never be like, yeah. but they do do the magpies with me every time. Morning, Mr. Yes. Where's Mr. Magpie? Oh, and then, and then they continue, and yeah. We, do you but, guys do the drain cover?
2: The drain yeah, covers? don't walk over three, you mean? Well, I can never remember which it is. So if I see three, I can't remember. Do I walk over three or do I not no, walk over three? No, I always have three, avoid and then three. I sort of have like an existential it, crisis. Yeah. To, oh, no. yeah. I not which one it is. Yeah, i Avoid, avoid three. three, walk mm. over two.
3: Is that right, oh, you've made me think about We're it. Through. I'm not
1: gonna, to I can't. Like I, don't, no, I don't, just avoid them all. I, I, I avoid, mean, there's a, yeah. we, we, there's a chance you might fall in, isn't there? Fall through, so, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, just from a practical, pra- practically, it's yeah, quite, just, yeah. From, just from a health and safety point of view, it's worth avoiding. <laughs> 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 Are
3: you superstitious, Jones?
1: Um, I think about the things you've just said, like the well, the drain covers one, I think I still do avoid, but yeah, the um, the shoes on the table one, yeah. yeah. Definitely, that's like been ingrained.
3: Yeah, it has. Like you mustn't
1: put shoes and Passing on the stairs as well. That was Oh, yeah, that was that ingrained. Do. Mm. Don't cross on the
3: yeah.
4: stairs. Yeah. Just, like, but again, that ridiculous. might be just you because you might collide with each where other. you go, from... you've yeah,
3: got no. the stairs. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, exactly. Jim, it's us again. It is. We're here again with another uh, special announcement. And this one, Giles, is about... A patron that we 've launched because we love our blank community, and we want to offer something extra to
1: give back to them we do we do we love we do love our community very very much, and it's lovely interacting with our community on a weekly basis, but we want to just give you a bit more stuff, more blank stuff because we feel that you might enjoy it
2: yeah so we're ex- we're trying to expand our community and expand what we can offer back to you guys for your support. So we're doing what every other podcast in the world is doing. We're starting a patron, uh, which means we can offer you guys more content. So our patron uh, URL is patreon.com, which is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash blank podcast. And there, Charles, is a range of options you can sign up to. Yeah, there's all sorts of things that people can get from our various different tiers that you can find on there. How many tiers are there altogether, Jim? Well, there's four tiers in total. Um, and they offer a range of of things. For example, you can get ad free episodes, uh, you can get them 24 hours earlier than the public get them. There's bonus content with our guests that only patrons will get. Um, Charles, there's, there's a 20% code off merchandise. Oh my goodness, there's even more stuff that you can get that's <laughs> blank orientated.
1: Um, there's also going to be a very exclusive Facebook group that people can interact with us and one another, and we can talk about the, they're all different things, but obviously we can talk about the various guests coming out. We might be able to, able to give you our, our patrons some special insights into what guests are coming on so that they can pitch some questions themselves.
2: Exactly. Just another way we're trying to get our listeners really involved in the community and the making of blank uh, and then in the top tier there's going to be bonus episodes Charles, yeah
1: and we're even going to do some directors commentary where we yes. tell you a little bit more about the the sort of things that have gone on when we've either gone to record with someone or that the process of recording the, the feelings we had on those days and just give you a little bit more insight into
2: i guess what goes into making a podcast indeed so if all that sounds like the sort of thing you'd like to get on board with um and you'd like to join our ever-expanding blank community and also help us keep making this podcast because your support through patreon will help us keep making blank and we would really really appreciate it because we love making this this podcast and we want to keep doing it forever essentially um please do go to patreon.com that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash blank podcast and sign up to whichever tier takes your fancy
1: So, yeah, but no, not um, not superstitious, like, before I do things. Like, I, I mean, I, I wonder if that's an actory thing as well. I mean, obviously, like, footballers and stuff can be superstitious. Do do you know, do, yeah, have you a, ever had any superstitions around acting?
3: Yeah, there are particular acting ones, like, you mustn't whistle in a dressing room, or you mustn't yeah, whistle in a the theatre. And that's yeah. about, I think that's about bringing the tabs in. Okay. Uh, you don't mention the Scottish play. Yeah, of course. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, if you whistle, you have to turn around three times, spit on the floor and then swear. (laughs) I probably went wrong. Oh, and then go out the door and knock on the door and come back in the dressing room. That's if you whistle in the dressing room. Oh, that's Uh, Okay. Yeah. Quite uh, complicated. It, that's quite complicated. Time-consuming.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're
3: yeah. <it's> <laughs> about
1: to go on stage. I've got, oh shit! I whispered. <laughs> oh god, I don't I've just
3: got to do this. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, there's probably quite a few of them, but they're the yeah. ones I know. You don't mention the Scottish play mainly. Yeah, the Scottish play. Yeah, definitely. That's a big one. That's huge, isn't it? Yeah. So going. For, sorry, going back to your career.
1: Going <laughs> was was TV or something you wanted to get into? or was that just um kind of a byproduct of going through the theater kind of work
3: you know what i never had a plan this is always what amazes me in a way because i never went you know in 5 years i'd like to be doing this or by the time i'm this age i want to be doing mm. this i was at that time when i left college i was very much into musical theater so i left college on, I remember in the sept- in the July, and then I auditioned for Greece, the national, like, this number one tour. And I got that, and I literally left, like, the following weekend in my little blue Chevrolet, Vauxhall Chevrolet, Vauxhall Chevette. Chevette. And I used to take, like, whoever was needed to go from one venue to the next in my car. And it was, like, it was just joyous. I mean this was pre the internet and everything so you're mm-hmm. you're in the moment in every moment you don't yeah. you don't have a mobile phone you got to stop to phone someone to say can you give me the address again of my digs yeah. you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I think life was pretty incredible for me I I mean I was always very much glass half full and the fact that I was actually going to earn money doing something that buzzed me anyway that I would have done for nothing was like the most glorious thing and I think if you can make a living out of it I always say that's nothing but success I never had like Mm. oh now I'm on a number one tour now I really want to be in the west end it was just it was a flow of things and I sometimes think if you let that happen that's what's meant for you you know, if yeah. you start trying to steer everything, I'm going to make sure the next thing I do is Shakespeare. Well, then mm. you you might miss something over here that you were meant to be yeah. doing. Yeah. And when you things don't go your way, I always see there's something around the corner. That's yeah. or you're meant to be at home for this amount of time, or you know, yeah. I, I but then you know, people would say well, you've been fortunate enough to be able to earn a living from it. Not everybody does do that and which is true but i think in between it's not like i was proud you know i would i worked in other places always very happy to i think it, i think once you kind of find people that are like your tribe anything's possible really at that age because you just all buzz off each other and you support each other and you help each other and your friends become everything to you Mm. And I think not getting a job, it was like, it's brilliant. It's all right, because I'm going around theirs. We're going to hang out. So it's fine, you know. Um, And then I think it went from that theatre-wise. It just... Then I started doing um, shows in the West End, did some lovely jobs. And then I went to work with Alan Akebourne for a couple of years. And that was my last theatre thing before EastEnders. And then... In the August of '98, I went to a workshop that Julia Crampsey, the casting director, had invited me to, and there were like 20 girls, 20 young kids. And she'd offered me a job before that I didn't take. I I took Oliver at the Palladium, so she remembered me for turning her job down. She still—I saw her <laughs> yesterday for lunch, and she still talks about it. The Green Parakeet or something that Eddie Marsan was in, and I was meant to be in it, and. But I got Oliver at the same time. I was like, oh, Sam Mendes, I've got to do it, you know? Yeah. Mm. And so she was very, she's very loyal and always thought of me. And not many TV casting people do this, but she sees a lot of theatre. So she brings people in that she thinks are good in theatre. And that, I think, is what theatre actors need because the snobberism that goes on of like oh they do theatre and they do telly
4: yeah yeah and it's
3: like you can cross (laughs) why is why is no one telling you you can cross over you just need someone to champion you and you know and I have that and I suppose once EastEnders once I got EastEnders then it was really all about kind of learning my trade on the job I'd done two telly jobs that were tiny so it was learning it about cameras and multi-cam and hitting a mark and having to learn very quickly and and know what level you're at you know you can't be ordering a pint of milk in the same way that you are you know in prison throwing up so <laughs> yeah. there's a whole spectrum of you know different that- ways of playing all of it and i suppose i learned in front of millions of people you know i'm sure mm. the first few eps were pretty bad, but when you're learning on the job and you're open to it. I, also, I think with a, sh- mm. jo- a show like that, you can't, you don't have time to rehearse and explore mm. characters and chat to the director about, you know, you basically have to be instinctive. So the instinctive actors always do very, very well there because if, if somebody chucks you a line and it's different to how it was in the last take, it's not going to throw you, you're going to chuck it back and we're going to play because, yeah. Either you've done a bit of theatre or you're really instinctive. So yeah. it's, um, it's, uh, it was like the best school, really, the best training for telly that I could have had. Because now, when I went back again, I still think that if you can do that to that speed, you can do anything else. You just might, you know, sometimes be a little bit bored because it goes slower. And that's really... Yeah. It goes very it was- slowly.
1: Was, so was it quite a baptism of fire then g- going into EastEnders?
3: It was, but, you know, I think go going, um, this This is my big break, you know. I was like, no. this is a, a three-month job with a three-month option. I could be out in six months or, or in three months if mm. the character doesn't mm. work or I don't work. And then I'll be going back to something else or theatre. or It never felt like this, you know, this is my time.
4: Mm.
3: And I, I, th- an awful... Lots of actors, I think, not an awful lot, but I've known people that really believe that, you know, it's their time. Whereas I think if you just treat each job yeah. mm. as a as a job and a learning, a place to learn, and if you take one thing from every job, you're laughing, and even if that's a friend, you know, I that's how I've... I, I always just feel like I'm back on set, and I love it. I love the fact that... Mm you know, those prop guys that I, that we have a connection. And I love the fact that the director's uh, kind of accepting the way I'm doing that and then chucking a few bits in. I love the hive of creativity that it is. So whether it is EastEnders or Inside Number 9, I will always find something to love about it. And I think mm. when you lose that love, you shouldn't do it because you don't not doing it for the money. Mm. So, for me, I'm still it's... in it. I'm still doing it, which is like mm. can't believe that. I'm still like, we're still here, yeah.
2: which feels good. I think that's a very refreshing approach to to take to you know what is an uncertain industry. So like uncertain. That you have to you have to be someone that's a bit yes and I think don't you to 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 all your jobs and to all the yeah. feedback and lines and notes you get and stuff and and
3: yeah, I mean real- you know you're not gonna take shit and you're not gonna. Yeah. You know, you still, you, you know, you have a sense of integrity about it. But I think that it's weird because, when, on reflection during the pandemic, I've had time to like look at whether, do we really want to be doing this job anymore? Is this the thing you want to do? You know, do you really want to live in London? There's been lots of questioning what you're doing with your life. And I have people sometimes saying to me, you know, what's your next move? What are you going to do? And it's like, I don't know, because I don't ever campaign for a job. The most campaigning I've ever done was on Twitter yesterday or the day before.
4: <laughs> where I, said, I saw that. I'm yeah, 50 yeah, yeah. years
3: old and I've now decided that my ambition is just to be in one of my favourite programmes. I don't, you know, it'd be lovely to do that. So I've done Inside Number 9 and then the rest of it. Which like... was
1: brilliant, by the way. I loved that episode. Did you? So good, yeah.
3: And the rest of it's like motherland. You know, there's a list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so there's yeah. a list on there. That's the most. Of course, I'm not going to get a job out of it. But it's like when you put it out to the universe, you think something might come off the back of putting it.
1: Well, you're manifesting it, aren't you? Yeah, to a certain extent. yeah.
3: exactly. And I've never yeah. done that before. I've always let people come to me. Mm-hmm. I've never, apart from, you know, you work pretty hard in your early years to get your jobs. But I've been lucky this end because I've been able to go. Shall I take that job? It's, it's too too long away from home. You know, I, it's never about the part necessarily. I'm happy to do smaller parts than I used to. I just want to make sure there's a variety of stuff. You know, I know people that are like, no, the part's far too small. Sometimes, if the if the actual piece is quality, it's really lovely playing a smaller role.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, I think so. I can imagine like, and it's a, and I guess it's that thing where who you're getting to work with. Yeah. And being part of a, mm. a, a group or, you know, like finding another new tribe. Yeah. Uh, and you don't even know what that leads to either. Exactly.
3: I mean, every yeah. every single encounter that you have with every single person could lead to something. Every yeah. exchange. And I don't mean lead to something work-wise, you know. I mean, no, no. Anything. So, like, you could be chatting to someone and that person could be, you know, that person's daughter might be your daughter's girlfriend in the future. Or do you know what I mean? There's just mm, yeah, every yeah. every single person feels like I believe in fate a lot. And I believe like Do you? Yeah, I do. I do. And I, I believe that people that aren't here anymore are looking after me. I feel like mm. that as well. I have like moments where I think, what would my mum think about that? Yeah. And she wouldn't like me doing that. Yeah. Sort yourself out, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I, and then there are moments where little things happen. And I think, God, I bet she had something to do with that.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's quite a nice feeling. I should think actually, yeah. I've never really thought about it before, but yeah, I think there is a, some, their presence can be felt from those that are not, no longer with us for some certain extent. Like, as you say, even if it's just a conversation in your own head, thinking what would they think or what yeah. they say in that situation i think that's actually quite useful definitely
2: yeah but their influence will be there and it will always be there because of the way they've will taught you to react to something yes. or think about something so that that will be ingrained in you anyway so they will always be with you in the way that you think about something or react to
3: something yeah or, that's it you know and i try and pass and all. down the, all the best bits obviously yeah and we've and, got quite
2: a few of them today to be honest
3: we're gonna make so many posters i'm gonna be inspirational quoting on twitter just for you oh, i found another one giles so, so many
1: memes i'm gonna to make today
3: oh god i can't wait no i try and do that thing with my kids about you know when they're anxious breathe just breathe i always remember my mum if i was anxious breathe close your eyes and i did it with my eight-year-old the other day and she went breathing doesn't work for everyone you know
4: <laughs> uh,
3: she's quite right
4: That's i can't funny. just
3: meditate to... the anxiety away <laughs> yeah.
1: well, i've been doing that with my uh, my eldest actually because he's been having a little bit of anxiety and yeah teaching him some 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 breathing techniques and he just within like three breaths he was totally bored with me <laughs> trying to do it to him then, like, oh, of God, course this he isn't wouldn't. working <laughs> This isn't working. I, like, <laughs> I know. I was like, you've got to give it time. Elijah. But you've also got to, you've got I to, to go
3: practice go... it, haven't you? Every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You've it's got to practice. Like, I can't really do it. You have to practice it like apparently yeah. daily. Yeah. Um, but they do think like I've done three deep breaths and I'm not.
1: Yeah, I still feel the same. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. Where's my phone? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I that's probably what I'd be like to, My yes. phone. <laughs> yeah. It's not helping with my anxiety. Yeah,
1: yeah. Where's my Xbox? Can you just controller? put it in
3: my hand, Dad? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I can feel it. All right. You can hold the Xbox controller while we're doing the preview, so <laughs> <Yeah>. that helps.
3: <laughs> it's it's oh, having blank space or nothing to do. Yeah, freaks them out. I think.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. We have this conversation all the time. I say to them, "It's good to be bored." Yeah. It's really good to be bored. I found myself. Standing in the queue in the post office the other day, and thinking, "Oh, where's my phone? I must get my phone out because I've got to yes. wait in the queue." And then I, I was like, "No, yeah. stop it, stop <laughs> it! Just look around, take it all in. There might be a really interesting conversation going to happen in mean, yes. the
3: because it was in the post office. <laughs> exactly but what I mean, um,
1: but there could have been, there could have been a life changing conversation. Well, you I could might have see overheard, a pen
3: or, you've always wanted in the post. Office. Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: there was exactly. there was some lovely <laughs> yeah. stationery in there. I mean,
3: exactly.
1: but but. but in seriousness, that was some thinking time I could have had, yeah. rather than like just diving into my because phone. What, and... Because
3: everything's on there now, isn't it? I've got all of that. I've got to do that. I must remember to yeah. email them back. I've got to do that. I'm, oh, yeah. my, In my direct messages, I must remember to call them. But yeah. It goes on and on, and Constant. the list doesn't ever get ticked off. And then you go, I've done everything I set out to do ever. Yeah. Because yeah. there's more things to add. So you're right. I mean, I'm trying to do a bit more of that. It's being mindful, isn't it? It's basically, yeah. don't yeah. get your phone out of your pocket. Take a deep breath. Because also when you're on your phone, a lot of the time you, you're holding your breath. Yeah. 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 So you actually go, you don't breathe while you're typing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's not yeah. helping your anxiety anyway. Yeah.
2: yeah. It's piling more things on, more to do so things, bad, more emails, messages. Yeah, but we know uh, the, what to do. That, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, as you, as you both said, it's space. Giving yourself a bit of space, breathing space, maybe literal space. But yeah, I think,
3: but breathing space is. It, yeah, it doesn't matter if these emails right. don't get done today.
2: Exactly. Well, because it goes back to what you were saying earlier. Most people don't really care like you think i've got to reply to this email i often think about i've got to word this email in a certain way i've got to make sure my hello is the right hello and then i've got to leave a gap and then i gotta make sure how are you and most people don't care about that they don't care in the way that you obsess over it no. i
3: mean i wouldn't i'd not even know i wouldn't notice that in an email unless no, you put like loads of kisses like i did to my accountant by mistake <laughs> <laughs> or when i used to do everything on the ipad when the ipad first came out it had this um predictive thing yeah. And it always signed. I went to go Tam and, and thought that it had done me and it always did tampon. Every <laughs> time. And God, so oh my, my agent, the accountant really like where I've gone really quickly. Send. And then I've gone back and read over it. And it's like, I've signed off tampon. <laughs> and then you have to write another email to say, obviously, that was me. Yeah, not sorry, tampon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Tam's in. Sorry, it's p- predictive text, you know so yeah and you're making more work for yourself take some time yeah
2: yeah Yeah. yeah. well that's one of the ways like we are we are living in a you know we are living in a sort of utopia of technology technological advances and it's great there are times when it does That's a very good example it does actually work against us yes it's not always really helpful no you don't always need it like you didn't need that predictive text in that moment
3: no of course i didn't (laughs) Never needed it ever since either, but I have to bet I go a bit slower on the name now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just to make sure. Yeah. I don't know. I'm um I feel like I'm I'm full of kind of wisdom about how I should be living and I just need to put it all into practice.
1: Yes. I'm very much the same. Are you? Yeah. Well I'm always telling, you know, I give explaining to other people, talking to other people, um, about various different things and I guess in a way, I'm telling myself those things at the same time. Of course, but it, is, it is difficult. It is difficult to apply these things to yourself. Yeah, it so is much easier to dish out the advice and take it.
3: Yes, but I mean, yeah, only if somebody asks. Though, I'm really yeah. wary now about the advice yeah. thing because
1: oh yeah, absolutely, you get it yeah, all, no. from
3: all angles, don't you? When yeah, you've only got to mention. Yeah, they're trying for a baby they get it everywhere this one's doing yeah. you know so i i'm a bit more kind of i mean can i suggest something or mm, please do no i mean that's what i would say <laughs> 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 you no know i mean i mean would you mind yeah. if i suggested something you know yeah. that kind of vibe. i think that's good though that's a respectful
2: yeah. i think that's showing a respectfulness for yeah. people
3: yeah it is respect isn't it yeah, I think we're all bombarded with so much information on the internet now. Anyway, I mean, I I, I don't know who. Do, yeah, you know, like, I go through days of like, who gives a toss about what you think? Yeah, yeah, I think. That yeah, all the who time. cares? Don't even put yeah. yourself into a bracket that anyone cares. It's like when people say, "Have you ever written a book?" And you're like, "Who would read? <laughs> what about me? Do you mean?" And they're like well, just about the time at EastEnders. Uh, I think people would find it interesting, you know, the little stories and the anecdotes and what this one was like. And I just can't think of anything worse at the moment because I can't imagine. I almost feel like a narcissist having the thought.
2: <laughs> but I think I think that's because you're showing humility there. I think no, but probably probably there probably are people that would be interested in it. But you are yeah, you're but, humble about
3: it. No, it's that it's the thing about on on other days i'm like hey
1: <laughs> if you if you're <laughs> offering
3: <laughs> no, yeah. no, you know it depends where you are doesn't it yeah spiritually yeah. yeah. mainly and and where my where i'm feeling mm. if i've done a load of yoga and i'm feeling really calm and i'm in an exercise mode and i've been meditating and you know, it's like, yeah, I could do the book. if It's, you know, it's not really a really big deal. You think you
1: <laughs> Actually, I, I've group. already got a first draft.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm pro- proactive when you're feeling like that, aren't yeah. you? But yeah. if I'm, you know, having to have three naps a day, cause I'm feeling so battered and yeah, yeah. tired and not really great, right, then no, of course I'm not going to yeah. write a book. People don't even, and because the rest of my family also have a thing, which is that, if Someone says my name, they all look at each other and go, Who <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. so I, I've but, I, they've actually ingrained that into me that I have to explain who I am to people. <laughs> really, <laughs> Tamsin? So I'm on the phone, Tamsin alphabet o u t h w a, yeah, and then
1: tampon, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, and then you can hear them in the back You're going, Who Tamsin? Who. And
0: I'm like, please, let me just get to do
2: this. Yeah, <laughs> confidence is shattered already. But I, actually, I get, but I get like that. You've with confidence. I find confidence comes in waves. Yes. I have some days or even to some hours where I think, oh, I can definitely do this. Like this gig tonight. I no problem or if I've got to do something else. Brilliant. And then like the next day I'm thinking, oh, what are you talking about? You're going to be terrible. It's going to be a disaster. Isn't it weird how you flip like that? Yeah.
3: It's so weird. I do that all the time. A lot of it depends on if I've slept well. Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah. It's so basic. Eat well. Sleep well. Exercise. Meditate get in the nature, and then I'm okay. Get in the nature. You know, I need to be, I have to see green, I have to walk, I have to go out. As soon as I do, I'm like, there I am. I don't just mean in the garden. I mean, I I feel like I need to, and then appreciate, and then you hear the birds, and then you see something, and then you feel like you're a tiny winny thing in a great big universe, and you're Mm. meant to be here, and it's all meant to be. Yeah. and there i am and br- uh, yeah. you know and you're breathing and i'm breathing, breathing and probably. here we are yeah. Ne- yeah. and now i'm feeling like my head's clear and i can make a decent decision but yeah. you know after if you wake up in the night and you can't get back to sleep and then i'm not eating well because i'm so tired so i'm eating rubbish mm-hmm. and it's knock on isn't it and i don't want to go out because i don't want to go for the walk, so i'm just going to sit and watch netflix so i'm gonna yeah yeah you know it's
4: true. and then but you feel hearts, rubbish yeah. it's knock
3: on and then actually when you feel rubbish you don't make everyone else feel good when yeah. you feel good you've got the tools to make everyone feel a million dollars
2: Well you can give you give off the energy people yeah. can feed off your energy they can feel it but that's so interesting like you're you're talking about physical things that we can do there because I often think people link confidence to like it's just one of these things you're either confident person no. or not but like you're to, you've there's literal tools there yeah a good mm-hmm. night's sleep breathing in nature like these are things absolutely sort of natural things that our body craves that can actually really then help with your confidence and then can help with your work yeah like, it's a simple step everyone can do this
3: food good food it's so true you know we do a very cheeky fast food run probably once a week now it's become once every two weeks thankfully and the kids love to do it. Yeah. But afterwards, I just can't. I just feel dirty. Yeah. So yeah. I've actually started going with them and like either choosing the healthy option or going somewhere else that's in the vicinity. Yeah. Yeah. And you watch how afterwards, you know, they look like they're still craving nutrients. You'll come <laughs> home and they're still <laughs> hungry. And I feel, yeah, yeah. you know, so I do think food's massive. Water, water, water. And to be fair, when I'm not drinking, I do feel better. So, yeah, yeah, I I love being with my mates and having a drink and being, you know, vibing with each other. Yeah, I love it. So I but, you know, I'm I'm very aware now that I can't I can't recover very well the next Mm. day. It takes longer as you get older. So now I'm much more into my, Do you know what? lovely if i just stayed didn't drink for like a month now and then i know when i've got to go to that birthday party that's going to be tricky so i'll allow myself mm. that and yeah. then i'll do another month or that's the oh, headspace yeah. i'm in at the moment and i do mm. actually think i've got two brothers that are both sober and i do actually think that that's where i'm heading they're both younger and i'm the 50 year old still drinking
1: i've been sober since i was 21
3: Tell me
1: about that. What? Well, I stopped drinking because I was I was binge drinking. I had, yeah, I had a really difficult relationship with alcohol. My father was an alcoholic. Yeah. and he died of alcohol related. Right. Illness. Okay. That will do. So it, yeah. that was a catalyst for it. Mm. I could see myself heading down a similar. Not. I don't think I was definitely going down that path, but I could see there was similar similarities between us. And so, yeah, I just went uh, abstinence based. Just stopped drinking completely. And I haven't drunk since.
3: So, are, are my wife never, doesn't drink; she's never drunk.
1: So never? that makes no. She's never drunk again. She had a father who was an alcoholic, so I think again, she's just had you, that, Yeah, stop, She's going that way. So that helps. I think actually having a partner who hasn't got doesn't doesn't drink either. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, and I've it's it. I think it changed my life.
3: Like, well, the opportunities. I think it's the time. The time you waste either focusing Mm. on that so you've got you know you've got people coming over you've got to get the right wines you've got to there's an Mm. awful lot of pressure on you know I'm me being with the girls this weekend we've had the conversation of what you know I've just said everyone bring what they want to drink what you personally want to drink and then there's no judgment or question and then I can decide what I'm doing when I get there do you know what I mean yeah yeah uh, so I don't put pressure on myself and tell everyone I'm not drinking, like some mm. kind of, you know, that person at the party.
1: That is the tricky bit, isn't it? Yeah. It's the yeah. conversations you have. I went to a stag night a few years ago and there was a lot of the guys just couldn't comprehend why I wasn't drinking. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's the constant kind of barrage of questions. Yeah. And then you sort of have to sort of delve into your personal life a lot of the time to sort of justify it. Um, you and you know, don't want to have to do that. So well, you you don't just wanna, go, and you shouldn't have I to. don't yeah. drink yeah. anymore. That's yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. And it then obviously. Somebody really
3: like
4: yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's really, it's tricky. It is tricky. And some people just do not understand it. And it's still because it's so ingrained in our society, I think it's still a yeah. cultural thing. But um,
2: is, is, is there a shift? Because I, I think I've heard somewhere that y- the younger generation now said Gen Y, but they're not drinking. So I think it is becoming sort of almost quite cooler, actually. I think it depends
3: where drink. you live, to be fair, yeah. because yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the, definitely the younger generation of actors coming up. If you think about the actors and the generation above me, you know, God, you know, they were, drinking was a massive part of acting. Mm after the theatre, before Mm. all sorts, you know. And I think now the generation that are coming up seem to be very focused, really, really quite ambitious, quite focused and clean. Mm. So everyone's aware of, like, an awful lot of vegan vegans in in our industry, and everyone's aware of the consequences, I think, of all of it now, because the generations above have shown yeah. Uh, What's that? What was that theatre production? Oh God! There's so many stories and anecdotes from people coming on stage. and go, you, you think I'm pissed. Wait till you see the other guy.
4: <laughs> oh God!
3: God. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then someone else walking on. You know, yeah. all of that. So I, um, I think I just get the feeling, and I've been. Think- it's not like I haven't thought about it for a long time. I have, and I've chatted to both my brothers about it. It feels like now is the time. Mm. that to go do you know what well, actually i don't really need this anymore it's, it's mm. now more of a hindrance because if i do have a brilliant night and i love it and yes we've got stories for days of having great times but then i've got two days afterwards that i'm not very clear yeah yeah and and you know five drinks can do that now to me
2: oh i two the other day i had two bottles of two h- little bottles of peroni when I did you this feel bad last week i felt terrible that's what
3: happened i got COVID. i got they home had late two beers for the first time in yeah. ages and the next day woke up with a hangover.
2: And I, I'm not a beer drinker anyway, so I probably That'll should have it. had something else. But um, yeah, it was. g and yeah. or something. Maybe. G&T probably or something. But yeah, it was. it was
3: Yeah, I've had a hangover from two, two And then you think, well, that's a it's kind of a, a waste of my health, but a waste of my time.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because and now thought, I'm, di- you're thinking...
3: I'm recovering from something yeah. that yeah, was yeah, brilliant yeah. for a short amount of time. And yeah. was it that brilliant?
2: Well, I would have been the evening for me, I think, would have been exactly the same. Had I drunk or not, I think. Really? Yeah, I think the evening would have literally been... Because I was hosting a podcast, everyone was Uh, having a drink, and it was great, a football podcast, all the boys having a drink, brilliant, great atmosphere, they were loving it. But I was the host. I think actually my job, I would have said the exact same words. Yeah. I genuinely think if I'd had a beer or not, I'd had water. Yeah. Something, so I don't think it changed me. But I wanted to, I wasn't forced into it, I wanted to have a couple of beers, but I noticed the next day, oh yeah, no, this is different, this is not...
3: Do you yeah, ever I have? I remember it, it, but obviously you don't binge drink, or
2: no? I I used to when I was younger. Did but you? No, I, I don't yeah. anymore. No, I'm I'm not. I think uh... when
3: you when you start kind of going, oh, um, when we got in, so we we went in the cab back to yours. Oh yeah, we went back to yours. That that fills me with fear. Where you phone each other the next day, yeah, and start yeah. talking about what happened. Yeah, I know we've all got each other's backs. as a group of girls all out and it's fun you know we do have a brilliant time but I don't want to ever get to those places anymore
2: Mm
4: -hmm.
3: well I've got I've got
2: got scars on my body from when I was younger from hospitalizing myself from drinking too much and then passing out or passing out the next morning while sort of being sick or something so yeah I've, I've got various scars here both both my eyes have got little it's where I've hit the toilet or it's something. Got so for
3: much time, to so. answer for alcohol, hasn't it?
2: Massively, massively, and what yeah. it
3: leads to as well—whether it's that momentarily on the night, mm. or what it leads to in the long run.
4: Yeah,
3: and the decisions yeah, that are made under the influence that are not right oh. is yeah, I
1: think can be incredibly destructive. Um, yeah, so yeah, yeah, I think yeah.
3: Sorry it to be is, a Debbie a... Downer, but no, not at all. I'm no, 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 no. trying not to 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 be. I, well, it's just I'm looking at my brothers going, they both seem so clear.
1: Yeah. I think that clarity it, of yeah. thought and mind is very important, actually. Yeah. And I think I, that's one thing that is definitely something very positive that I get from it. But, yeah. I mean, it changed my life. I mean, I met my wife and I, I you know, and I've I become much more clear about what I had to do with my life and all that kind of stuff afterwards. Whereas I didn't have that before. And I think if I can, I continue to drink, you know, obviously it would have been destructive to my own health. But... Also, just yeah, to my well-being and outlook on everything that I've done. So I, I, you know, that it's always, you know, it's not for everybody. People, you know, I have no problem with anybody drinking. No, me neither. Um, And you know, I've never had a a worse night out from not drinking i you know i've had just as good times out you know i it's, it's funny being around other drunk people even when you're is sober
3: it? no is it because i'd it never is. Forget I, don't I was it. out pregnant for the t- well that's different oh yeah. god and then people repeating themselves in your ear and you'd be yeah, like well, I suppose, <laughs>
1: I've always had all right times, but yeah, you know, I don't, I haven't, yeah, it's only ever been a a benefit to me, to be honest. I
2: I wonder if you did like an experiment where you went out with your mates one night and you all drank and you went out with your mates the next week or whatever, to to, along long text recover, and you didn't drink, how different the nights would be, I bet they wouldn't be that different. I bet you'd if you were if your your more. You're absolutely night, right, actually. You'd probably still have a great people
3: time. I often think that I'm like off my face when I'm having a brilliant time. I'm, <laughs> yeah. sober. Oh, I'm yeah, driving. Exactly, yeah. And yeah. you know, what? Well, you're not driving. Yeah, I am <laughs> because I'm sober. And yeah. I think um, a lot of that is about the vibrations of the people you're with and how. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure my mates would love me just as much. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent.
1: Well, Tams, it's been so wonderful talking to you. Thank you so much. You this too. has been amazing. It's been Thank really, really lovely. Yeah, we've got, obviously we've covered all sorts of things. I've got was, one more question say, I'd like I didn't to ask even
3: you. Know how to lead? How uh, I'll just let you chat to me. Uh, there was nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't yeah, it,
2: yeah, It's been so easy talking to you. We just yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's been lovely.
3: Nothing. Have you ever thought
1: about making something yourself, like doing a production? Yes, yourself
3: to... I often think about writing. I often think about. Mm producing i have directed but there's something lovely about not having any of that responsibility or maybe yeah. i'm just not clever enough i don't really know but the, the feeling of just going in and having to and to, you know you don't love everyone's words but the feeling no. of having a script and i always feel like as an actor it's your job to make that believable
4: mm, yeah.
3: and i suppose that feels like what that's my job but i would like to do something one day I don't think i'm i do not think it's like i know so many brilliant writers and it would be an insult for me to go oh i've just started writing a series you know uh, I, I you were
2: saying earlier you know when uh, it's all about the journey and things come to you when yeah. they come to you i agree so that, that that might come to you in a couple of years or you you feel you feel different about it. Yeah. And then ready to sort of crack on with it. Exactly. But you, you don't you don't push it, you just sort of you know let it yeah, see, let's what, see happens, what happens, let it come to you. Exactly. And if it's there and it bubbles away, then it you know, I mean I've let got mates that we say
3: we should we've got to write something together. Yeah. This is gold dust and we'll be talking and we're like, we've got to write all this down.
2: Mm. Yeah. But you can write it, it, it and then you know you don't have to do anything you could write it sometimes just writing it getting it out there is part of the process yeah. you could sit there for a bit and you can come back to it or you never do or it sparks an idea that you of something else and you think oh that's much better and you go down that route and but until you do it
3: yeah you know, it's so true start that journey the motivation yeah Oh yeah, I'll always find yeah, a cupboard that. to paint before I do that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Tamsin thank you so much. We've thank so you so much for your time today. So it's been a, honestly, it's been a real joy. It's lovely to actually have a proper chat
3: with you. I know. Um,
1: so thank you. Be
3: tagged in your beautiful tweets. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening and talking. No,
2: thank you. No, it's thank been you, really Tabzin. It's been it's been amazing. Thank you.
3: So we'll speak soon.
2: Yes. And have yes. a great weekend. Yes, thank yes, you. Yes, yes. Have yeah. fun. I hope you guys well. Thank I'm sure it'll be a blast. Yeah.
3: Take care, guys. Thank you very Brilliant. much. All right. Have a lovely weekend. You too. Bye. Bye.
2: there you go Tamsin Althwaite on the Blank podcast what a fantastic guest what a joy it was talking to her and just someone that sort of radiates warmth and even if it was down the zoom call you know we're hoping we might be able to get back to meeting some of our guests in person it would have been lovely to spend time with her but uh, yeah just a very easy person to talk to some fantastic well some, some fantastic um affirmations there that mm. we I think we can turn into posters or or t-shirts or well, you've been writing some of them down haven't you I have I've written loads of them down um never complain never explain that
1: was one of them i Um, love that um obviously one that we've talked to with sanjeev bashkar on on a previous podcast as well about enjoying the journey Not, it's not the destination um yeah yeah. cancel and continue that was another one so yeah loads of good stuff um yeah and like tamzin says we i do this as well you know you we 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 say these things to other people when they're if they're having a difficult moment but we often don't always take them on board ourselves so it's always important to take on board these things and i think one thing that i will take away from this podcast is that idea of checking in on ourselves in the good and the bad moments um that's really important thing to do and i think that's something we can all do going forward
2: oh i completely agree and it's it's interesting how that that crops up quite a lot on the podcast isn't it um it's funny. So many of our guests from various industries, and these are all people that are like incredibly successful, still have the same worries and anxieties that that we do about stuff. And it's just, it's really, uh, it's really it feels like a supportive kind of group mm. of people out there that feel the same way. And I think it's reassuring. And uh, but that only comes from our guests turning up and being honest and open, like Tamsin was today. And that's what makes the podcast really. So you know, I do really appreciate her. Just being a fantastic wonderful um and informative guest yeah no thank you so much and it's just lovely and
1: also lovely to yeah finally get this sorted out because we've been trying to get her on the pod for ages so it's lovely to be able to do it and um i know she's got busy schedules and stuff so thank you so much for being on
2: yes it was uh, well worth the wait yeah. um so if you if you've enjoyed this episode or any episode please do let us know uh, we'd love to hear from you we absolutely love uh seeing your tweets and we may even read one of them out in a future episode our twitter handle is at blank pod and we're also on instagram and facebook and it's the exact same handle
1: at blank pod
2: so please do get in contact we we absolutely love hearing from our listeners and we love hearing the bits and bobs that you've taken away from certain episodes and uh that's that really is what makes doing this podcast all worthwhile uh hearing from what people you know what they learned from each episode because there there's always a something isn't there Charles? in every episode that people can take away
1: Oh, there's always something. I've I learned so much. I've grown as a person um, so much during yeah, this yeah. podcast. I feel so. very uh, grateful for it. So um, hopefully some other people will take things, things away with them as well and uh, help them grow as people too.
2: Indeed. And obviously if you're part of the patron, you you just grow more. You grow even more Yeah, the patron, I think. Ah. So the, the room for growth is even is even bigger. You could, um, yeah. I mean, there's
1: so much growth going on.
2: <laughs> so if you fancy much a growth. bit more extra content <laughs> too much <in laughs> if you fancy <laughs> we've got to stop the growth um if you fancy a bit more extra content from all our guests um then sign up at patreon.com forward slash uh blank podcast yeah. and we'd love to see you on there
1: yeah you can really fill your boots um be, be mr creosote quality <laughs> growth <laughs> <laughs>
4: A wather thing like come <laughs> of
1: of blank e- extras will come sp- um, spooning into your mouth and you explode <laughs> in a, in, a, in a in a joyous rupture of 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 <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> I, I, I nearly go. got there you nearly got there that uh, was that was so close it was going to be so, so poetic and it fell it I went blank I went blank so, so went take, blank, keep keeping on brand, brand and um, yeah trying to say something funny and it. Falling on deaf it's good. You got, nearly got oh, there. No. It was, yeah, I, I enjoyed it.
2: I enjoyed the journey. Yeah, I enjoyed the journey. It's, it's not about, about the destination. destination,
1: which would have been some sort of nice punchline, but it, it <laughs> failed, which is why I'll never be a stand-up.
2: Hey, I do the same, and I'm a stand-up. So <laughs> if I can do it, anyone can do it. Um, anyway, thank you so much to Tamsin for joining us this week. Absolute joy talking to her. Yeah, we really appreciate you. it. Thank you to our patrons for their continued support. We really appreciate it. And thank you, Giles, for uh, for just being you.
1: Well, thank you, Jim. And I hope that the live show goes exceedingly well.
2: Like, Thanks, man. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah.
1: I want it to go as well as a nice Mr. Kipling, exceedingly <laughs> good <laughs> um, jam tart. That would be lovely. That would be lovely. If I get the same... Or Bakewell tart, that might be better bakewell slice yeah, nice
2: bake nice bakewell slice yeah
1: yeah it's yeah. good exceedingly as exceedingly good as a bakewell slice
2: that'd be lovely if, if that's how the gig ends up later i get the same buzz i'd get from eating a bakewell slice i'll be very happy that's oh. a good gig for me perhaps you should just buy a load of bakewell slices. might just do that actually and, and, and say i've got a two and a half hour journey home so i'm gonna eat a yeah few true slices I think, I think you should i think that should be part of your act now <laughs> right anyway i should probably kill him in a minute <laughs> <laughs> i've got a guy go. it's gonna take me so long to get there um thanks for listening have a great week and we'll see you next week again uh, on the black podcast
0: Transport yourself back in time and explore the fascinating and harrowing story of the Titanic's maiden voyage. Now open at COSI. Don't miss Titanic the Artifact Exhibition. This epic exhibit features over 200 authentic artifacts recovered from the ocean floor. Discover poignant passenger and crew accounts and majestic recreated interiors, including the iconic Titanic Grand Staircase. Tickets for Titanic the Artifact Exhibition are on sale now. Book your voyage at COSI.org.